and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I am Shari Reynolds. Thank you for being here with me, March 11th, 2021. And today happens to be my son's birthday. He is 24 years old. So 1997, 24 years ago, right now, I was one hour into having given birth to a little boy at this point in time. And he was such a delightful little guy, and he's grown into such a wonderful, handsome son, and I am so blessed to call him my son. And I was reflecting upon his little boyhood and how funny he was and the things that he would say, and he would snuggle up against me, and I would read him corduroy and caps for sale and we would have a nap in the morning and it was leisure and I knew that as I watched him sleep and his eyelashes hanging over his chubby cheeks that that was a fleeting moment and certainly 24 years have sped past me and oh I would go back in a heartbeat for just a minute to hold him again like I did But as he and I would have a nap while Big Sister was away at school, I enjoyed those moments and really felt the importance of not rushing. And the years rushed by for me just fine. (laughs) And as I reflect upon being a mother and reflect upon all the things that my children have accomplished and and maybe haven't accomplished yet, I begin to think about the things that I've accomplished and what I want to accomplish. And and I begin to go down the path of not feeling like it was ever enough. And I begin to get really hard on myself and wish that I could do things over. And as a mother, it is so hard to say that I was a good mom. I think for most of us, we we truly have a difficult time saying, I was a good mom. And it's very easy for me to say to other mothers, oh my goodness, you are such a good mom. You are such a good dad. You've done such amazing things with your kids. It's so easy for me to say that to someone else. But for me to look inward and express that is very, very difficult. So I've been reading Eyes to See by the last October 2020 conference by Michelle Craig. And her conference talk is really similar to one that was written in 2017 by Elder Zwick. And his, let's see, his conference talk is, Lord, wilt thou cause that my eyes may be opened and yeah, that's from October 2017. So these two conference talks are really similar and they're very timely for our day and age, how we have the tendency to not only be so down about ourselves, but we look out into the world and we can be so critical of others or compare ourselves to what seems to be the perfection of others. And that's largely due in part because of social media. 
So both of these conference talks share the story of Elisha that his servant went out and saw that there were people coming to attack and Elisha wasn't the least bit worried about it. They were about to be under siege and Elisha says to this young man that there are more with us than they that be with them. And this young man went looked out and said, nope, it's just us and we're about to be attacked. And so Elisha prayed that his eyes might be open, that he might see all that Elisha was seeing, that they were truly protected. Because there are times like this servant when we find ourselves struggling to see how God is working in our life, I know that daily I feel under attack. If it's not something that Satan is causing to enter into my mind, it's my teenage girls telling me that I'm not good enough, or I need to do more, or it's just being at work and not feeling like I have accomplished very much today, feeling like I could lose more weight, or I'm not exercising enough, or I'm just not showing up for things. I'm not fulfilling my callings. There are so many things that enter into my mind that cause me to feel under attack. And so when these trials come upon us, Sister Craig says to get upon our knees, get down on our knees and wait and trust in God and his timing. Because through all that we do each day, It is truly working God's work when we are seeking out our Father. And the thing that is so important for me to understand in all of that I've read this morning is to pray that Heavenly Father will help me to see what I'm not seeing. Just like the young man, the the servant of Elisha, the prophet, when he woke and he saw that they were surrounded by a great army intent on destroying them. And he says, how shall we do? And Elisha simply answered with peacefulness. I'm sure it, it doesn't say that Elisha answered with great anxiety or excitement or concern or great alarm. He just simply answered, fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha recognized that this young man was not calm yet. He was still pretty excited. And so he prayed to Heavenly Father that this young man would see what he was seeing. And he did. He beheld the mountain was full of horses and chariots that surrounded and were there to assist them in this time of attack. So we can see, as Elisha saw, If we ask our Heavenly Father, we can feel great comfort and peace knowing that we are surrounded by His angels every single day, helping us in every moment. And again, I cannot stress that enough, that as long as that we are seeking Him out and striving for righteousness, we will have horses and chariots surrounding us and battling our battles. 
that is something I'm trying to grasp even myself this morning, that many of our great problems flow from people feeling not seen and not known. For some reason, it's it's the greatest importance in our lives to know that we are seen and that we are heard and we are known. And even though we may not feel that in our immediate surroundings, I know that our Father in Heaven sees you and hears you and He knows your name. Sister Craig says that there are times when we will feel especially distant from our Father in Heaven. And so she says to say to him, what am I, ask him, what am I doing that I should not be doing? What am I doing that I should stop doing? What should I do? What should I start doing? And that he will answer these questions. And so one day she was asking that question and very simply she was told do not look at your phone when you are in line so she began doing that she was standing in line one day especially and she remembered that prompting to not look at her phone And so as she was standing there in line, she recognized a man in front of her, an elderly gentleman that had a grocery cart with cans of cat food. And she wasn't very clever. She just simply said, I see you have a cat. And as they got to talking, it it was revealed to her that it was his birthday and her heart was so touched that he shared that with her that it was her birthday had she been looking at her phone she would have missed out on that opportunity to wish this elderly gentleman who she wasn't ever told of his circumstance but he was alone in the grocery store buying cat food and shared with her that it was his birthday she was able to wish him a happy birthday and maybe that was the only person that day that he heard that from. So if she had not been listening to her father in heaven with those promptings, she would have missed out on that precious opportunity that I am positive enlightened him and gave him encouragement to go forward and have a great day with his kitty. Elders Wick talks about a similar situation, but the opposite thing happened. He was so determined to be giving the correct counsel as he thought to one of his missionaries who wanted to go home. And as he visited with him a couple of times, he was still insistent that he wanted to go home. And Elders Wick said, nope, not having that happen. We will visit for a couple of weeks. And I'm determined that whatever is bothering this young man, we can fix it and make it right. And one day when this young man says to him, still, I want to go home, Elderswick stopped in all of his counsel and all of his fine words and scripture that he shared with this man. And he said, okay, what is it? What is it really? 
Elderswick was finally opening his eyes to see the needs of the young man. And he said, President, I cannot read. Well, that was a total game changer. It wasn't anything to do with unrighteousness or feeling a lack of confidence in his part as being able to serve as a missionary. He felt inferiority and a lack of confidence in his inability to read. So Elders Wick realized that it was looking at the young man as the way that he needed to, that he was able to get to the core of the problem. The wonderful thing that we can trust with our Father in Heaven is that He looks on our inward appearance where all of us look at ourselves and others on the outward appearance. And again, Elder Zwick shares the story of Elisha, how battalions of angels were were prepared to go to battle for the prophet's people. We live in a world that feeds on comparisons labeling and criticism and instead of seeing through the lens of things that we see on social media we can see through God's lens and find the attributes to which we all can claim and these are godly qualities and longings that cannot be posted anywhere on social media he shares a story Elders Wick shares a wonderful story about a young man named Bo Ritchie in May of 2016, how he was with friends and on an ATV that flipped and pinned him. And he ended up in a hospital and he soon passed away. His heartbroken parents arrived and as they stood in the small hospital with Bo's dearest friend and family members, a police officer came into the room and handed them his cell phone. And as she took the phone, an audible alarm sounded and she opened it and saw that Bo's daily reminder was to remember to follow Jesus Christ as the center of his life. After I read this, this actual conference talk a couple of years ago, I was so inspired by Bo Ritchie, this young man who passed away, I put that same reminder on my phone and it sounds twice a day. Remember the Savior as the center of your life is what it will say. And as I do that, there's a couple of different things that I do. I ask my Heavenly Father in a simple and small prayer to help me to remember that and what can I do to improve in this moment. Sometimes I will just look around me and think, what can I do in this moment to, as a small service? Sometimes it's just to empty out a trash can of a co-worker's office. Um, sometimes it's just to put someone's name in the temple. And it's so easy to do anymore. You just go to the temple site and click on prayer roll and you can put up to five names right there. And so it takes a minute to locate that in your phone, but it's worth it. And it's not something I do every single day, but what I do every day is I take a small breather out of my busyness and I think about my savior 
and I ask Heavenly Father to remember him and what can I do in that moment to be more like him. It's like Elder Zwick said that, and I encourage you to read that conference talk and Sister Craig's conference talk. Both of them are wonderful. That we do not want to be like the priest or the Levite on the road to Jericho. One who looks and passes by. But for me personally, I know that all too often I am. I'm in a hurry and I see someone who normally keeps me an hour in conversation that I need to be or that I have the time to be and I hurry on my way rather than just taking a moment and checking in and seeing how they're doing. I know that I'm guilty of that. I'm sure people have run the opposite direction when they see me coming. Oh, here comes Sister Reynolds. She keeps me for an hour. Sister Craig shared the wonderful story of a woman who sat in a bench alone at church after going through a divorce, being married to a man for 20 years, and her marriage finally ended. And she was asking herself, is all of my effort for naught? She says in her talk she needed more than calming reassurance. She needed vision. She felt a question tugging at her heart and asked herself, why did you do all of these things? Why did you work so hard every single day to teach your family the gospel? Did you do them for a reward? Did you do them for the praise of others? What was your desired outcome? This woman asked herself. And then it it came to her mind, I did them because I love my savior and I love his gospel. But all too often, we are still so hard on ourselves and we're hard on others because we're hard on ourselves. Do you think that if we truly loved ourselves in the way that our Savior loves us, in the way that our Father in Heaven loves us, that we can truly turn and look outward and love others the way that we feel loved? If we truly feel loved, then we can love others the way that we feel. But much of the way that we treat others is because we are hurting inside. I just read this wonderful little post on Facebook and it says a professor gave a balloon to every student who had to inflate it and write their own name on it and throw it in the hallway. The professor then mixed all of the balloons of his 200 students that he had in his lecture hall that day and then told the students they were given five minutes to go out and find their own balloon. Despite a hectic search, no one found their own name. At that point, the professor told the students to take the first balloon that they find and hand it to the person whose name was written on it. And within just a few minutes, everyone had their own balloon. The professor said to the students, these balloons are like happiness. We will never find it if everyone is looking for their own. 
But if we care about another, another person's happiness, we'll find our own too. So as we search for happiness and as we look outward to love others, we will find it. But I also believe that we need to have faith in our Father in Heaven that He loves us. And trust in that. I think I have used the word trust in our Father in Heaven in most of our podcasts. And I realize that that is something that I need to internalize the very most. And as we seek out our Savior, others will come to trust us with their hearts. As we pattern our lives in obedience and in righteousness, others will come to us because they know that we are safe and that we are accepting and that we love them. In talking in Come Follow Me this week about Emma Smith, she had the same difficult time not understanding her role as the prophet's wife and she was upset and frustrated at times and worried and filled with anxiety upset that at one time she wasn't permitted to see the gold plates and another time because her husband was taken off to jail because people were accusing him over ridiculous things she wondered if he was going to return home so much that she went through and we can look to her for such an example as she came up out of all of these things and she was even called an elect lady in dnc 25 the lord says wherefore lift up thy heart and rejoice and cleave unto the covenants which thou hast made and continue in the spirit of meekness and beware of pride let thy soul delight in thy husband and the glory which shall come upon him. And he says to her, Keep my commandments continually, and a crown of righteousness thou shalt receive. And he says to her, To not murmur because of these things which thou hast not seen, because they are withheld from thee and from this world, and it is wisdom in me for a time to come. All of the things that we too, like Emma, cannot see right now, they're for some reason in his wisdom and in his understanding and in his timing, and it is up to us to trust. So as we look inward and learn to love ourselves and learn to love ourselves the way that our Savior sees us and sees our heart and listen to his promptings like Sister Craig did, to talk to those around her while she's standing in line at the grocery store and find out who's got a birthday, who has a kitty. Maybe someone has a baby on the way. Maybe someone has a child that is screaming. If we look up and away from our phone and our own inward selfishness, we can share the light of Christ and his love to others. And then others will fill our love as we work on ourselves and the love that we struggle with within ourselves and in the struggle of our Father in heaven, trusting in Him. 
we can be like Emma and we too can wear a crown of righteousness. And isn't this our goal? Pray that you may have eyes to see. See yourself for the beautiful and treasured person that you are to our Father in Heaven. And as you witness this come into your life, that you can look outward and see the beauty of those around you. That we may all wear a crown of righteousness. That is a wonderful thought when you think about that. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Coaching Chaos. And may you have a wonderful and loving day.